Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing, Sheila, the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. As if we never left, Birds with Friends returns. Bo Wolf, Shukapadia here. As we count down the days to Sunday, the all-important 425 games, when we will find out whether the Eagles are going to go to the playoffs, the team that nobody wants to play, having won five of their final six games, or whether the season will end in disappointing and sort of uh, anticlimactic fashion, or whether they will just blow it all together. And lose to Washington. But we start today with the more important things. I got a text from my brother just now. He said, I was just asked to trade an aisle for a middle. It's an epidemic. Mm. Good on him, though. He said, uh, he told them, you're in the middle. I'm sorry. (laughs) Got to. What is going on with people, Shiel? It's... uh... They have no sense of how society is supposed to operate. That's that's the only conclusion I can come to. Unbelievable. And this is a flight from, I believe, Phoenix to D.C. That's a long... Phoenix? That's where mine was. Uh, Oh, really? It was the same guy. Oh, wow. What if it's a... Yeah, what if it's something in the water in Phoenix? Maybe. Could be. That's very interesting. Could be. Could be. You look great. You look like uh, a load has been lifted off your shoulders. Mm. What an unbelievably uh, productive holiday weekend has been for you. (laughs) You produce, you know, you thought maybe you'd have some time for Ertz, but instead you took on took on the challenge and you produced a banger. Well, I couldn't risk the possibility that the Eagles don't make the playoffs and next Tuesday rolls around and no one wants to read about Zach Ertz's amazing season. I know this fan base. I know this readership. I wouldn't care about that at that time. I'd be getting tweets, texts. What are you doing, you idiot? They just blew the season. You would have just had to wait even longer, I think. You know, yeah. You know, like Which a generally league. I like yeah. to do, but yeah. sometimes you know, just got to knock it out. Yeah. Very impressive. Thank you. Uh, check that out. Theathletic.com slash Philly. Lots of good stuff. The, uh, the road from quiet kid who loved basketball to a record-breaking tight end. The Invisible Village. Mm. Loved the uh, passcode. Find mm. out why, what... what uh, the passcode on his phone was, in case you ever come across Zach Ertz's phone, maybe it'll be a He did say it. it was that. Now, maybe yeah. he was just lying so that he wasn't putting it out there for everyone to know his passcode. I don't know. Anything that left uh, on the cutting room floor? Well, I, we don't want to go into the story because I want people to read the story, but okay. uh, anything on the cutting room floor? You know, I, I had forgotten that, uh, that Andrew Luck was his quarterback. Just like in my mind, I not not you know, if you would ask me, I would have remembered that, but... Yeah, not his in, whole career. In but thinking about Andrew Luck, I had forgotten about that. Cutting room floor. Hmm. That's a tough one. Nothing that 
comes okay. to mind right now. All right, good tease. I mean, it's like 5,000 words. Like yeah. how many, you know. That's that's a good point. I just let it all out there. Did you think it was, at any point, did you think it was too much Ertz? I, I Definitely, that's too much Ertz, <laughs> 5,000 words. There's no doubt about it. Eh, I, don't, I didn't think so. I thought it was the right amount. All right. Let's get to the matter at hand. The Eagles, six-and-a-half-point favorites Sunday afternoon in Landover, Maryland, against Washington. Wait, I have to get to my favorite part of the week so far. Okay. Jim Schwartz went up to the podium this week, and you know he said, you're going to have to Lysol all these recorders that are up here because he was feeling a, feeling a bit sick. Under the weather, which I feel like the last yeah, that's not the first time around. he's gone up there and been sick. Oh, him specifically? Yeah. Okay. And he said, you know, he's been warm and fuzzy Jim Schwartz. So the guy's yeah. been acting like a, a human being, interacting. He's been, even after some of these terrible losses, uh, you know, it's just been a pleasure to be around this year. And so he said, is it going around you guys too? And you responded, it wasn't quite a mutter because I feel like he gave it some volume. But I also feel like me sitting next to you was the only one who heard it. You said, I've had something for like three months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, uh, which is true. Which I thought was great. I'm feeling a little bit better, though. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Now I've got a little, that was good. little something. And then we had uh, Doug Peterson asked about his holidays. He's coming after me. Mm. He, loves to, he loves to bow hunt. Yeah. Which is a world, as I told you, I'm not familiar with. Yeah, do you think that means, is bow hunting, like, he's hunting me, or he likes the idea of me hunting? No, he's coming after you, he's coming after uh, Alan. No, not a bow, he's a bew. He's coming after... Bo Jackson. Jackson. Bo Derek, Bo Belinsky, Bo Diddley. Uh, You've obviously given this thought. Bo Burnham, Bo Bice. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Bo Schembechler. Yeah. Now you can continue with the game. Go ahead. I just had to... I wanted to remember that. We've got plenty of time to talk about the game. How was your holidays? It's fine. (laughs) You spent it it transcribing. That's right. Yeah. Um, After we're done the game, I have a bird to flip. It's been a weird week. Yeah. uh, Because of the holidays and and because, you know, the situation on Sunday is so odd. The Eagles really are, are entirely dependent on... What happens in the Bears-Vikings game? Vikings are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Now the line has moved down a little bit, I believe. Um, but, you know, we know the Eagles need to win, and they need the Bears to beat the Vikings, and that's it. There are no other scenarios, even uh, ties or anything like that. That's what has to happen. And it almost feels like, to me, um, we are looking past the possibility of the Eagles even like there's any chance of them losing this game, right? There's no doubt about it, and it is and it is weird. Yeah, we haven't spent much time at all this week talking about the Eagles matchup with Washington. Right. They've got Josh Johnson, they've got what did Jay Gruden say? They're on like their you know, like eighth and ninth and guards or something. Or something to, yeah, right? tenth, something like that. <clears throat> they just released DJ Swearinger. So I mean it might be a mistake because Weird things happen. Every year, Mike Wallace was talking about how they lost to, was it the Dalton? Who'd they lose? Remember the Ravens last year, week 17, mm-hmm. lost to somebody that let the Bills sneak in. And, you know, it's not like Washington has been getting blown out. No, they've been playing pretty well. They were competitive. And so you're on the road, and everyone's looking to these other games. So it, it could be a little bit yeah, of a mistake. It worries me a little bit. Or it could be that those guys are just like, oh, I can't wait to get 
the hell out of here and who cares and they just you know washington just doesn't show up and gets blown out so it really could go one of two ways neither i mean it would really be i can't think of a worse way to end the regular season than if the Vikings lose and Ooh, the Eagles lose to Washington. That would be. I mean, that's sort of what the pitchforks yeah. would be at, out yeah. on Monday. That would be tough. That would be terrible. That would almost be better than both of them winning, because if they both win, it's like it's it's so anticlimactic. Like for whom would it be better? For us? For us, it would definitely oh, for be better. Us, it would definitely be better. But I think it would be there would be a more uh, a more natural resolution to the season. I think that's right, and we've discussed that, that you know, you really don't want this last little stretch to mask what's been a mediocre slash below average slash disappointing season just because you strung together some wins at the end. I mean, if they convince the, if they win on Sunday and then they convince themselves, oh, we got it going at the end, no need to make any changes, that's a concern going into 2019. So you're probably right, you know, maybe even for the fan base. I mean, what joy would they get out of winning and, right. the, and the Vikings winning? Who cares? It's terrible. You don't get to play. So I think you're right. I think, And then it's all like, the, you know, what would have happened if Foles had gotten into the oh, playoffs? Oh, team you don't want to play. Mm. So I think that's right. I think the most attractive option is, we've discussed this before, you always want to get, get in. in. Playoff get games in. are fun. I mean, you know, I was looking at the Chicago hotel rooms. Hey, that'd be yeah. a fun atmosphere, you that'd know? Fun. That, that would be fun. Then, you get, then they win that. You get to go back to New Orleans. Oh. Beautiful. And so you always want to be in. There's only 16 games. You know, you want to extend your season. You don't don't want your team to be finished playing. You want them to be in the mix. So that's most attractive. They win and Vikings lose. But I think you're right. The second best option would be for them both to lose because then at least you can take out the anger that you've had this season. And it would, I think, be – it's stupid – I mean, it's stupid to make these decisions based on one game, right. but it actually, that happens in the NFL every year. And so it would probably be more likely to spur some necessary changes. And then, yeah, I think the most unsatisfying result would be a win and a Vikings win. There's no, mm-hmm. I mean, you get nothing out of that. Yeah. Terrible. Okay. Although you get to root against Kirk Cousins in the playoffs. That's kind of fun. Well, you and your minions can enjoy that. You know, I hadn't really thought about What are about you going to do if your boy Kirk comes out and just the Bears play everybody and he just lights it up? Well, I've thought about this. It seems to me, now I know he's only played one preseason game or one postseason game in his career, and he doesn't beat teams with winning records. Five and 24. But it seems to me that the most Kirk Cousins thing to possibly happen is for him to light it up in this game beat the bit like beat a bears team that is trying like everybody's back behind the kirk cousins bandwagon they've got all this gusto this is our guy and then he lays a bed against the same team the following week lays a bed lays lays an egg (laughs) i like lays lays in bed and uh his voice cracks and listens to sinbad's podcast yeah yeah he watches first first house guest first guest we, we got called out. Movies? We got First called out on not guest. knowing the Christmas movie. Jingle all the way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that's the most Kirk Cousins possibility, Maybe. and the most Vikings. I don't know. Thing. Winning week seventeen. That doesn't count for anything with the season on the line. No. Okay. I mean, I mean, it counts, but I'll say. they're they are favored. Did you see the clip of your boy? Uh, his voice cracking. Yeah, I just said his voice cracks. Oh. It was very funny. No, I'm, I never listen. Uh, it was very funny. Okay. 
I hadn't really thought about the. How do you feel about my voice? It's pretty deep now because I, you know, I got some congestion or something in there. Oh, I thought it was just because you you had a lot more machismo after pumping out the Earth story. <laughs> oh, now maybe. <laughs> you know, when you wake up and you, it's sort of like uh, you're a little sick, mm-hmm. and like the first words you say are like, "Yeah, yeah, hello." <laughs> right? Yeah, we went over this when I was remember when I was in. Uh, I kind of love that when I was when we were in London. Oh, okay. And the Red Sox won the World Series in the middle of the night, <laughs> okay. and I'm in the bathroom, like, puking, blowing my nose, and Rachel walks in, and I'm, the first thing I say is, congratulations. <laughs> Sound like the, the uh, hormone monster. You must be mouth. a treat to live with. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I hadn't really thought about the DJ Swearinger thing until last night, mm. and... What a what a perfect example of 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 how wretched that organization is. Really, like, I, I haven't read. I heard there's this great Sally Jenkins column going around. I have I, I have read it. Good one? I was actually thinking about this before I read the Sally Jenkins column, so I don't want to okay. sound like I am. Uh, well, I feel uh, like when uh, someone needs to be lit up, she does. A she nice does a job good job. Them. Yeah, um, I think it's. I think it's. This is. I mean, this is a incredibly tough bar to clear. I think they are the most loathsome organization uh, in the NFL. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to say NFL or sports. Probably in sports. Um, Very well could be. You know, you start with the name and, and you go from there. But the fact that uh, that this, like DJ Swearinger calling out the defensive coordinator, you know, probably probably shouldn't do that. That's fine. But, you know, I'm sure there was some eh, validity to do it. it. Do I it like, do it. you know, trying to trying to – spur some change you know uh the fact that that was the the thing that was unforgivable meanwhile you're you know you're you're claiming reuben foster without even checking in with the police like all this other stuff that they're that they're willing to overlook this this is something that we cannot take with one game left you could have just suspended him for a game like that this is the message that you have to send by no means ever criticize the the vaunted greg minuski he he can't possibly uh, ever have done anything wrong like Oh, just because you are not fully lockstep into this nonsense, that we got to cut you for. You're a good player, Pro Bowl level at this, you know, at this point this season. No, but you know, you want to go around beating women. That's fine as long as as long as you don't say anything mean in the press. I mean, this about goes back like, as long as you know you don't say, "Oh, Jay Gruden should have should have uh, you know passed the ball on fourth and two. This goes back to the. Uh Chip Kelly era for me, and it's yes. really my pet peeve with coaches. Like, if I were an owner or a president or something, and a coach came to me and said, "You know, did you did you see this? Like DJ Swearinger? I mean, we've talked to him about it. He keeps criticizing us. You know, I think something needs to be done. What are we paying you for? Right. This is your job. Manage these situations." Communicate with the guy and figure it out. Now, I don't know if he's like overall a good player or not. He's, but by all accounts, he's had a right. very good season. He's been maybe their, you know, one of their best players on their defense. Uh, he obviously cares at least, so there's something good there. Right. Like he's going off after these games. He's not just laying down. Uh, he's giving effort. He's playing at a high level. Like if I start at that point, then if I'm the coach, all right, I got to figure it out with this guy. You know, I don't know what it is. I don't know how I can do it. But that is like that's your job. It's insane to me that it's they wouldn't just with one game left. They wouldn't just say like, um, okay, you, like you're suspended for this game. Like, 
or you bench yeah. him for a game. I mean, I wouldn't do that either. Well, isn't there something like, like he's not he wouldn't he wasn't going to come back next year or something? But he he's contracts he's not a free agent. He's not. He okay. has a contract right. through next year. So like, what if they what if they're going to clean house? I mean, I guess I guess this would be an indication that they're not going to clean house. But uh, right, like you can't you can't possibly repair this damage. Yeah, give me a break. Grow, be a grown up. Be a grown up. This is yeah. it's so childish. <laughs> like you made fun of me. <laughs> <yeah>, like. <laughs> Ma, Dan, <laughs> DJ made fun of me. He said I go too much man coverage. <laughs> Get him out of here, Dan. Okay, Greg. As long as you accept this pay cut, like, oh man, they are bad. I mean, meanwhile that, they're like firing all these other gut people in the yeah. uh, front office. The, it's the, really the worst in, thing like, as a um, sports fan is to have the very top be that incompetent because then you really just have no chance you know yeah they will never they will never no. be consistently good yeah like they, they will never have they might have one sort of fluky year all right. of a sudden it will never happen yeah with him as the owner yeah it's crazy it's crazy that the cowboys are the second best run franchise in the division oh you're turning on your boys there huh up at metlife mm-hmm. i don't know if that's true or not the Giants have had uh, one hey, winning season You don't season have to talk me into the, the nonsense of the Giants. Okay, that's my job to talk to you about. <laughs> but I don't know. I would need to see like a uh, – maybe they'll do an all or nothing on the Giants because watching that with the Cowboys last year, it's tough for me to like put them above. Well, that's them. what I'm saying. It's crazy. I guess at least the Cowboys have gotten some nice uh, personnel evalu- yeah. evaluations so in yeah. the draft a little bit. They've been done okay. Built – that they've done better than pieces. they've done better than the Giants. Yeah, well, they didn't take a running back at two. <laughs> oh, they they did. No, they took him at three. But do they have class or four? They took him at four. I don't know. I don't cares. know. Uh, yeah, they don't have. They have a little bit less class, but they run things a little bit better. It's crazy. Not a lot of class, though. I mean, what was that kicker Josh Brown? Who was the Giants? Yeah, we don't kicker? need to go into all the uh, lack of class okay, in the Giants right, organization. Okay. Right. We've been over we'll that. Save that for yeah. the offseason. <laughs> I think we did that in the uh, <laughs> okay. the draft with Jimmy. Right. Uh, yeah, trash. But at the same time, what would be like? What's more, Washington than finishing eight and eight? That's you know, as uh, Dan Steinberg yeah. has pointed out, they're seven and eight. And it feels like they're going to win and get to eight and eight. Could be. There, I mean, Jake. they're on a path to nowhere. Like I was thinking, another story idea I had was like. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess it's sort of those future rankings that people... But just, like, what state of the franchise is in the worst shape? Like, they may be. Is there one that's in worse shape than them? That's a good question. I mean, they have no quarterback now, and they have a horrible front office and ownership. That's, like, a terrible place to start. So... Yeah, I mean... Raiders, maybe? Raiders, maybe. I don't know. Raiders at least have all these picks. I mean, they're going to screw them up, probably, but, you know. How do you feel about... Arizona. Mm. I don't know. I don't know a lot about Ar- it's Arizona's ownership. Bill Bidwell. Yeah, I don't know much about. He that wrote either. some weird thing, right? Well, oh, he did some a big, political. They did, they did an Arpaio, uh, I think. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, douche nozzle. Well, they at least have. Uh, you know, I don't know if Josh Rosen is going right, to be good, but at least they, have, least they right. have somebody. And they're going to make coaching changes, maybe. No, I, I would definitely rather be them than, okay. the, than Washington. How about uh, Tampa Bay? I, I would. They're going to clean house probably this right. off season. 
though. Get some new blood in there. They actually have some talented players, I feel like. How about Miami? Mm, that's a good one. Miami, uh, I would say they're, they're probably, that's a good one. How about Cincinnati? Mm. That's, that's a good one that extends through ownership. All right. That's a good one. Giving me a nice bottom five here. Okay. That's that's probably that's probably as although bad you know as like Andy Dalton is essentially Alex Smith right I mean they're, well that's what I mean like, so at least stuck. they have so, yeah they're stuck but it's like you have competent quarterback play right which is better than I mean Washington has nothing what are they going to do <laughs> they're probably going to sign Foles mm, little uh, Donovan Donovan esque yeah except I guess it wouldn't be a trade this time. All right. So, is there anything interesting about this? That, game? Remember when people were killing the Eagles for the Donovan trade? Like, uh, like were they? Uh, at, like nationally, initi- nationally, like, okay, oh yeah. my god, I can't believe yeah. they could trade such a good quarterback within the division. As if, like, as if they hadn't considered that. As if they weren't the ones with more information. As if, like, I hate when like, people do the uh, the NBA writers are like, oh, don't do a trade with Danny Ainge, man. <laughs> but I will no, say. Please, yeah. If I were writing an NFL franchise, I would say we're never acquiring a quarterback from Andy Reid. Yeah, I mean that's probably you know, smart. Like, it's, let's just—he uh, probably knows when a guy's time's up. Mm-hmm. Not that he knew Alex Smith was going to have this sort of devastating injury, but it's not, not like he was lighting it up before then. Not that he didn't know. Not that he maybe didn't know. he did know. Yeah, maybe he did know. Okay. So, what's interesting to you about this matchup? Anything about the specific matchup? The Eagles game. Is there anything uh, interesting? What's interesting to me is is just the uh, all the machinations, like how everything depends on everything else. Like, yeah. you know, you've got they, there are three these three games concurrently where the outcome of one or the you know the score of one is going to impact the other, and the and that's going to impact one. So, obviously, the Eagles need the Bears to beat the Vikings. The Bears are only playing for the two seed. And so if they see that the Rams are blowing out the Niners, right. they're going to sit their guys. Uh, and Matt Nagy, has, Matt Nagy has sort of said as much publicly. Um, so, you know, it's if, if the Niners are – they don't even have to win the game. They just have to be sort of close. You almost have to quarter. be more of a Nick Mullins fan than a Mitchell Trubisky fan. Right. In some ways, I mean, right. like if the Bears are playing their guys, I feel like you feel pretty good about it. And what if, like, you know, there are all, all these other scenarios too, where like, what if the Bears do yank their starters, but Chase Daniel delivers a uh, belated present? You know, to... that's not crazy. It's not crazy to me that, that a Chase Daniel-led team would beat the Vikings. It's not insane. No, I don't think so either. I mean, yeah. they—they're—it's more are the defensive guys. There honestly. are only so many guys who can sit. So that's true. Like. You know, Khalil Mack is probably going to come off the field, and um, maybe Akeem Hicks, and yeah. you know, Trubisky doesn't play, and you know, Tariq Cohen's not getting a ton of carry. But like, yeah, you have to put somebody out there. It's not crazy, right? And they're still like, when you're on the field, they're going to play to win. Like, yeah, that's true. Here, here are the updated lines for these three games. Okay, Eagles are six and a half point favorites. The Rams are 10. That line moved from they were six-point favorites to now 10-point favorites. Huh. 
The 49ers in San Francisco? No, it's in L.A. Oh, why did it even open at 6, though? That's a I low mean, the open. 49ers have been kind of competitive. Yeah. The Rams have not played great in the last yeah, month. Yeah, 6 is low. Yeah. Um, and then the Vikings. You know, I think those initial lines about the Vikings and Bears, I don't know that they had been updated for the week. You know how you can look at, like, lines uh, the week ahead? Because this is telling me now that the Vikings opened up as three-point favorites and are now four-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, because I thought it was up to six at one point. Yeah, well, that had to have been, I think, before the week or before the new lines had been set with people thinking the Bears are going to sit everybody. Right. So it's moved Yeah, I have bit. seen four-and-a-half as well. So those are the lines for the three games. Uh, yeah, in terms, of, I mean, in terms of the matchup, the Eagles did a good job offensively against Washington the first time around. I thought their offensive line played really well in that game, and Washington is bad when you get away uh, from that front. I mean, their their inside linebackers are not good. They're you know, they've got Josh Norman who has not played great. Their cornerback they don't have DJ Swearinger anymore. So who's uh, going to cover Zach Ertz? Yeah. So if you can, uh, you know, give Nick Foles some time, and they've done a he's been sacked on one point two percent of his dropbacks the last two weeks. So they're not taking those negative plays, which has been key. If you can do that, I feel like you should be able to move the ball through the air and i mean on the other side of the ball it's a little bit of a wild card i josh johnson belongs in the league right i agree as a backup i agree yeah you've always, always, liked, liked, josh you've always yeah. liked him i like him a little know. more than you do he doesn't look i like you know i like a backup who can run around a little bit of course because if he's just gonna have to come into Give me a like, different the, element yeah the middle of a game yeah what is the get a little crazy what is the point of tom savage I'd rather to get I, intercepted by Rich Hoffman. I'd rather, yeah, good point. Uh, handsome Rich, shout out. I'd rather have like you know, I'd rather stick Dante Hall back there. <laughs> Dante Hall in his prime, like <clears throat> wow, you know, what a reference. Stuff. Great feeling. I'm drinking this tea, and uh, that coffee just lo- you loosen something up there. Mm, Is nice. that a great feeling? Yeah, or I love that. Yeah, but now what are you going to do with that looseness? It wasn't. It wasn't so much of a thing where I. Okay. Let's get out and spit it. Okay. It was just like you do a little, <clears throat> and then okay. Oh yeah. Accomplish something. Um, okay, I'll give you the uh, I'll give you the DVOA lineups here. Okay. Eagles 18th overall, 19th weighted, uh, 16th on offense, but 12th weighted, 13th passing offense, 26th run, uh, 21st on defense, 24th weighted, 20th against the pass, 14th against the run, 12th on special teams. I'm, I'm hoping uh, Fip can climb into that top 10 for you. Uh, Washington, 27th overall, but 30th weighted. Uh, 28th on offense, but 30th weighted. 29th passing, 15th running. 15th on defense, 17th weighted. 10th against the pass. 26th against the run. And 7th on special teams. I got to say, I can't focus at all when you run through the numbers like that. Well, is there a better way for me to do it? I don't know. I would be interested. Maybe it might just be me. My mind wanders. Should I go, should I say <laughs> the Eagles offense and then the Washington defense concurrently? I don't Maybe know. that's a better way it's to do it. It's sort of just like a visual thing. It might just be hard yeah, on a podcast. That's tough. The listeners might feel differently. You know, we had talked last time, uh, if you remember, about what, you know, confusing why Washington's run defense was ranked so low when they were ranked high in some yeah. certain categories. But, you know, that has that has maintained steady. Okay. Uh, and then how about the uh, lineup of uh, Minnesota against Chicago? You know, we haven't spent any time really talking about Chicago. I'll try to do this a little bit differently for you. <laughs> okay. This will be good. I'll see if this works better. Uh, okay. Overall, Chicago. Where do you think Chicago ranks in DVOA overall? Um, fourth. Sixth, okay, a little lower than I would have expected, and sixth weighted. 
Minnesota, 12th overall, 9th weighted. Minnesota's offense versus the Bears' defense. Minnesota's offense, 18th overall, 18th weighted, 15th passing, 30th running. So, you know, you got Mike Zimmer asking them to run the ball. They're not doing it very well. Meanwhile, the Bears' defense, number one overall, number one weighted, number one against the pass, and number two against the run. Mm, wow. It's a pretty good unit. It's pretty good. Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio, who Mike Rowe uh, said that he uh, texted this week. Maybe the Packers out. should hi- just hire Vic Fangio. What do you think about that? I just I wouldn't I would not hire a defensive coach. I just Even if you're the it. Packers, yeah, you kind of want the guy to get out of the way. What if you hired Vic Fangio, have him build a nice defense, and then say, "But they just brought in Mike Pettin. They got this three four. They're running." Yeah, just say Aaron. Who do you want the offensive coordinator to be? It sounds like he wants Philbin, which is crazy. Maybe it's because is that he true? Can, maybe he can just run over him. I don't know. That always happens when the interim coach is there. They never really believe it. They just say it that. never works too. No. Like never hire the interim. No, that's one of the one of the rules. Like that's football management one on one. Yeah, sports management one on one. I wonder who that. I would not hire Fangio. I saw it like there's the. That's going to be a real interesting. There's hire. the. Uh, I think ESPN had like a you know one of those league polls of coaching candidates. I could not believe how bad. The coaching candidates were the so top ten. All retreads. It was like Lincoln Riley, number one. Okay, that's oh, interesting. Now that'd be fun. Get him up here. Josh McDaniels, number two. Can we? Can we? Enough with Josh McDaniels. Like Frank Reich just pants the guy. Unbelievable. Fangio is like number three. I, you know, you can you could convince me maybe, but I still wouldn't hire a defensive guy. And then it's like all these retreads, like Mike McCarthy and Jim Caldwell and like you know Jim Harbaugh, I guess. Uh, Chicago's offense against Minnesota's. Can you imagine defense. if your franchise hired Mike McCarthy? That's got to be the. I, I think that would be the most unsatisfying. Of Worse any than Jim Caldwell. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's pretty unsatisfying. Okay. I don't know. Caldwell's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean he he's he's mediocre. I feel like, like Mike Munchak is in there. Like okay. <clears throat> Matt Eberflus, who's going to hire that guy? Titans defensive coordinator. Oh, Give me a break. Well, right coaching tree. So, <laughs> wait, no, Titans, not Colts. Oh, he is. Who's the Colts? Oh, though? maybe, maybe it is the Colts defense. Yeah, no, I think maybe, it's the Colts. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, okay, Bears offense lower than I was expecting. You know, you get all this Nagy love. Twentieth or twenty second overall. Twenty first weighted. It's interesting. Yeah, that's lower I thought than I they thought. were higher. Yeah, 20th passing, 19th running. Meanwhile, the Vikings defense, fourth overall, third weighted, fourth against the pass, and tenth against the run. Okay. Expect a low-scoring game. If I guess if the Bears are playing their defensive guys. Yeah. That's how the Vikings want to play. We know how they want to play. We know why they fired uh, the offensive coordinator, and so that's what their style is. I feel like the Bears are obviously more creative offensively, but as you just pointed out, it's sort of like uh, let the defense win the game and maybe Trubisky makes a few plays or Tariq Cohen makes a few plays and you win that way. Yeah, I was surprised they were so low. Yeah. Lincoln Riley, one. Josh McDaniels, two. Vic Fangio and Mike McCarthy, three. Jim Harbaugh, five. David Shaw, six. Mm. Did you get to talk to David Shaw? I did not get David Shaw. Well, is, is he on the list? 
Uh, no. We had a bowl game coming up. The other okay. coach was very good. But you wouldn't hire him? Uh, I would hire him, yeah, sure. I, I would not hire him. Why not? A uh, very like conservative offense. I don't think he's bringing. I don't think he's he can't be my CEO type. Uh, Maybe they are very proud of. Um, they're kind of like Pete Carroll in that way. That they're running like that they're uh, the committed, I formation. Yeah, that they're yeah. committed to um, even making the, football great again. <clears throat> even the strength coach was telling me like when they were you know recruiting Ursley. Like, Everyone's going spread at that time. People are wondering why we're getting tight ends and fullbacks. Well, uh, I think that worked out pretty good, okay. pretty well. All right, tight end you, <laughs> tight end you. Uh, my guy, Dave Taub. Hmm. Matt Eberflus, you're right, Colts D coordinator. Mike Munchak, and then Eric Bieniemy. Hmm. Next in line of the uh, Andy Reid offensive yeah, it's, coordinators. It's been pretty successful. Yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with that. Hmm. Who else got votes here? Finally, a. Your boy, Offensive your boy, minority candidate? Your boy, Chris shot? Richard. Matt LaFleur, no thanks. Caldwell. Jim Schwartz got uh, got one vote. Okay. Matt, Zach Taylor, Press Taylor's brother, got a vote. Mm. Gus Bradley, Mike Leach. Do not hire Mike Leach. Mike Leach? Yeah. Oh, my God. Greg Williams, low on the list. Chip Kelly got a vote. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Slim Pickens. I bet I could find I bet I could find somebody who's not on this list who'd be a better head coach. That's what that's what the conversation we've had. Go yeah. go find me like a uh wide receivers coach for I don't know. There's somebody well, got you know, where's uh, where's Freddie Kitchens on this list? That's true. Where's Todd Munkin on that list? Mm. Yeah. This would be far better candidates. Way better. Yeah. Okay. So Josh Johnson, anything? <laughs> they're going to run the ball a lot with Adrian Peterson, right, right? Right. Looked good last week, but who cares? A lot of talk in the locker room this week about the bird box. Bird box. I haven't seen this. No, me neither. Some, some with a blindfold. Something right? about a bird being blindfolded. Something? I'm guessing yeah. that on, then is it, a, is it a movie? It's a movie or it's a show? Netflix movie. Okay. Or a documentary. I'm guessing. Oh, that it's a documentary. I, don't, I think so. Oh. I am. I don't know, but I am guessing it's like you know they're blindfolded and then. They, they become acclimated to their surroundings and are able to move okay. around well. I, that's a guess. I did see a Instagram video. But they were all video. talking about it. Yeah, Nate Gary was shoot, shoot doing the Papa shot with a blindfold on. Did you okay. see that Instagram video? I did video? see that. Okay, that was pretty good. But him it's and like the, uh, Shelton Gibson was asking everybody about it. I feel we, we're like 80-year-old men or something. I feel like there's much more ingrained in like uh, pop culture than we're giving it credit for. You're probably right. Well, this it's is a big, what, yeah, if, I mean, I've heard, I've heard it. <clears throat> Getting some buzz. This is what we get to do once the season's over. Catch up on things like Bird Box. Good point. <laughs> so, I mean, sounds right up our alley. This, yeah. this is the show. I am intrigued. Why don't they, so, why don't they uh, become a sponsor? Mm, presented Bird, by Bird Box. Bird Box. That'd be good. Yeah. We would have to do do the show with blindfolds on. I feel like we could do that. I don't want to do that. It makes me uncomfortable. Okay. Also, if someone were to walk in. <laughs> <laughs> that would be That would make it worth it. <laughs> Uh, this is a uh, two can you courtesy of uh, Alex Smith, not the Washington quarterback, but the PhiladelphiaEagles.com employee. Okay. Two can you name the four Eagles with w- exactly one catch on the season? I feel like you did this one to me before. Gibby? Gibby's correct. I know there's a running back in here. Wait, Kamar Aiken? No. 
No, not Kamari. All four are on the active roster. The they are active roster. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, Josh Adams. No. Wendell Smallwood. No. They're all on the current active roster. Yes. Richard Rogers. Correct. Two left. Who are my wide receivers? I feel like the answer to this was DeAndre Carter once upon a time, he right? Had, he was cut when he had one catch, but then they re-signed him and he had other catches. Okay. Uh, who are the other? Who are the bottom end uh, wide receivers here? Let's see. Matthews, Aguilar. I would guess Kate, that our listeners Jeffrey. have gotten the answers by now. Probably. Struggling. You got to expand your mind a little bit. Did they have an offensive lineman? Did they have a, a defensive player or something? Catch a. Am I missing something? Oh! Nick Foles. Correct. No other quarterback, so I'm missing one, huh? People are yelling at their phones. Apple CarPlay's, computers, wherever you listen to this fine podcast, please do go rate and review. Yes. Subscribe. Download, delete. My mind is going blank. I've used up all my brain. It was this player's second career catch with the Eagles. The first since you joined the squad. Carson Wentz. You had a catch? What was his catch? It was batted to down. himself. Yes. Ah. To himself against Jacksonville, I believe. Okay. All right. Ready for some burn lines? Sure. Wow. You really prepared for this podcast, huh? Well, it's our only one this week. Okay. Which Josh... Right, that's not stopping me from mailing it in. Which Josh... Yeah, but you did plenty this week. Okay. You, you've, got, you've got nothing to be sorry for. Which Josh will have more rushing yards in this game? Josh Johnson or Josh Adams? Josh Johnson. I agree. Yeah, I think it's easy. The, I think the Eagles should. I don't know if they will. I think they should holster Josh Adams for this entire game. Give me Sproles and a little bit of a little bit of small. Wind. Well, play it smart with Sproles. If you're blowing him out, get him out of there. That's a good point. You might need him that's for the a good playoffs. Point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I will agree with you. That's man, are we calling for Wendell Smallwood? No. Is that where this season I'm, is taking I'd us? like to go 100%. <laughs> snaps for Darren Sproles. Oh, Run that bad boy into the ground. It's poor hamstrings. <laughs> it's poor hamstrings. They're going to snap and, like, mm-hmm. you know, hit a defender in the face or something like that. That would be kind of the- fun if he just, like, lit it up this week and then, like, led him to a playoff win or something. Yeah. It'd be, be fantastic. Uh, Nick Foles touchdowns or Wendell Smallwood catches? Foles touchdowns. I'll go small with catches just for fun. Uh, Chris Thompson yards from scrimmage or Halapulavati Vitae snaps on offense? Mm, Jason Peters uh, this week limited yesterday in practice. Of course, did the uh, Jason Peters move last week in which he started the game and then left a few plays in. Who knows whether he will uh, start on Sunday. 
What are the other injuries? Jordan Hicks, right? Jordan Hicks, surprisingly, did not practice yesterday. Yeah. Up in the Seems air. Seems like a game time decision. Seems like a game time decision. What'd you make of the Kelsey thing? Isaac Siamalu is uh, is back, healthy. Who knows whether he will be starting at left guard? Doug uh, declined to answer that question today. Uh, what was the What was the Kelsey injury? Knee, I think. Knee. He said ret- he was just resting it. I'm sure that he's that, had a knee injury all yeah, year. Like, so, all yeah. year long. I'm sure he's going to play. Okay. Those are the main ones, right? I believe so. Michael Bennett didn't practice, but he'll play. He never, yeah. All right, so Vitae snaps or Chris Thompson yards. I'll say Chris Thompson yards from scrimmage. He is healthy and playing, right? I think so. Okay. I, I don't know so, <laughs> but I think so. Uh, Kirk Cousins quarterback rating. Oh. Against Chicago. Or passer rating or QBR? Passer rating. Okay. Uh, Zach Ertz receiving yards. Hmm. Uh, cousins, passer rating. That's just kind of a smarter. It is, you know, like a average to below average game is what eighty. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Listen, yeah, it's week but, seventeen. Know, Washington doesn't have DJ Swearinger. Okay. You know, maybe it's a yeah, big Hertz game. Hertz already broke the record. Okay, I'll go with uh, Cousins as well. All right, last one: Ryan Kerrigan sacks or. Eagles games played for Nick Foles in the calendar year of 2019. Mm. I don't think I should answer this because it might give away my crystal bald eagle. Not necessarily. I will say... I don't know, Lane Johnson's uh, Kerrigan lines up on his side, yeah, right? He's been in shutdown mode. That's right. He shut Kerrigan down last time they played. All right. So I'll uh, I'm gonna say no sacks for Kerrigan. So I'll say uh, Nick Foles. Okay. Okay. I mean, that could just be a percentage play. You don't know. Yeah, could be a percentage play. I'll take the push. Okay. Can't take a push. Sure, I can. Three each. You want some Foles now? Do you have anything else there? I got nothing else. So I had to do your boy Bill Barnwell's podcast? You better have dropped our name. Of course. Okay. And so for that one, I feel like I do have to prepare as opposed to this one. You <laughs> of know, course. It's kind of a different audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're trying to impress people. I understand. I'm trying to think if I have anything interesting to say. You don't, talk about, you don't talk about Scrammies or anything. You know, Foles has not attempted a higher percentage of deep passes even in the last two weeks than Wentz had. Which surprised me. Mm-hmm. That has that does surprise me. But he's just been on fire. He's six of eight, so it feels like he's throwing bombs left and right. Unsustainable. Unsustainable, probably right. So uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, it has been interesting how quickly he's getting rid of the ball too. He's really uh, two point five seconds, which is just so much faster than he usually does. Yeah. Even earlier this season, so that has been a big key in in what I mentioned earlier. I think he's been sacked one time. In two games, that's been huge for them. Uh, the raw numbers are pretty absurd. I mean, he's completed 74% of his passes and averaged 9.3 yards per attempt. <laughs> it's like, that's insane. Eagles have averaged nine yards per pass play the last two weeks. It's best of any team in the NFL. <laughs> Again, wild. And then the numbers to Alshon Jeffrey are crazy. Mm. 11 for 13 for 242 yards, averaging wow. 18.6 yards per attempt. 
I did look up last week. I think the Eagles had 215 yards after the catch, which it's a little fluky because it's not per right. reception. Uh, but that was their highest total of any game this season. Okay. And that kind of backed up the eye, like Sproles' touchdown, Ertz's touchdown, Jeffrey's catch. It's just, Even Aguilar's. It just feels like something right. psychological where it's like the backup's in. We got to just, you know. Do everything. I don't know. Doesn't it Do you be, think that's what it is? It kind of feels like it's that a little bit. I feel like other people have. We know we haven't. Game. We we're, we really do just like <laughs> gloss over the Wentz Foles thing because we're both of such uh, opinion that it there is no question. Well, I but think it's yeah. Go ahead. How are you? How do you? We, I probably it? we probably do. Oh boy, he's leaning I'm back leaning in back. this folding chair. There's a wall there. This is going to end in a we concussion. We probably do. It probably does merit some discussion i do have to watch my kids after this i cannot take you to the hospital okay that's fine okay as long as you got another 45 minutes in you (laughs) um i mean what do you what 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 do you attribute this to like you know Mm. they have these have been their two best offensive performances of the season yeah maybe two of the three best why well is he better no, but he's played out of his mind. Yeah. I mean, especially last week. The numbers I, I still maintain that last week was a better performance than I, the Rams game was just okay. Okay. Uh so he's played great. Connecting on deep ball, you know, that touchdown to Aguilar was what, their fourth touchdown pass outside the red zone all season? Mm-hmm. Like those plays make a huge difference. And so if you're hitting on those deep passes, it makes a huge difference. Do you think that Doug calls a different game? Well, obviously it's going to be a little bit different, yeah. Right. I was wondering this. Do you, you think know? he calls a better game? Well, I think that we know Wentz's personality, and he wants to be in on the game plan, and he's making suggestions, and they're having, when things are going well, healthy battles, quote-unquote. Right. Um, but Wentz isn't just like, hey, you know, what do we got this week? Wentz is like, let's do this, this, and this. Right. I mean, we know that for a fact. Like, he wants to have that voice. He has had that voice. It's not a bad thing. It's not a negative. It served them very well last year, and I'm sure at times this year. Foles is just different. I mean, I know he recommended the Philly special, but that's sort of the exception. And in that moment, right. if Doug would have said, now let's go with this, he would have been like, cool. Right. <laughs> you know? And so he just has less input. So it really, I think it's probably easier for peterson to just be like here's my here's the game plan right give it to him and he's been around him for a long time i guess i mean he has this was his third season coaching when so like i don't know if that really uh so i think that's a factor they figured out some of the personnel stuff i think that part is probably coincidence where they've moved to uh, far less 11 personnel right the last two weeks and gotten goddard on the field the simplification thing, which I usually Thank hate. Thank God they made that chate, that Golden Tate trade. Yeah. The simplification thing I usually think is bogus, but I feel like in this case it actually – they have simplified. They're mm-hmm. repeating plays. They're less shifts, less, mo- less motions. Do you think there is a psychological thing of like, you know, even guys on defense or whoever, they feel like they've got to – I think there is. I feel everyone – you know – I don't know. It it does seem that way with the eye test. Numbers might not back it up, but I do feel it. Seems I don't know. I mean, when the backups d- out there, it's I, like it, let's it get after it. It seemed to me like 
that effort changed in the Dallas game. And yeah. that was Carson Wentz. It's probably true. And but maybe not the defense, but just overall, is there not a subconscious thing in people's heads that the backup quarterback's in, if we want to win, like we've just got to be flawless and we've got to do everything in our I don't maybe that's nothing. I don't know. It could be it seems like it would be something. How would you? How know. would you do it if you? I don't were, know if I if I buy that. If you were like a player on the team, it wouldn't affect you. I'm sure that it would. Okay, I'm sure that it would. It's probably a very small. I mean, that doesn't matter if the quarterback's not playing well, right? So that's kind of like the biggest key. So, I mean, the two thoughts are the offense has looked at its best with Foles the last two weeks, mm-hmm. better than it has all season. And then that's separate from Wentz is the guy for the long term, and he has a bright future and a high ceiling. Those two things are not uh, mutually exclusive. Wouldn't mind exclusive. if you laid off the uh, Wentz. This is you know the the what the wine. Wait, what, what did you say? you say? No, the Wentz what? I, I hadn't finished my sentence. Oh, but I didn't understand the word you said. I, I wouldn't mind. If he laid off the, and then I hadn't finished. Oh, I thought you said the whence this is. No, and I said whence this is. Oh, okay. Because you know, it was confusing whether okay, we were talking gotcha. about once or right. fools. So speaking of Carson Wentz, I wouldn't mind if he laid off the Instagram videos of him holding, like, carcasses and mm-hmm. uh, severed heads of animals. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, I did see that video. Yeah, that's, that's not a world I'm comfortable with. <laughs> I know that's right. That's probably like my nightmare is being in that world, <laughs> to be quite honest. But that's your nightmare. Teach his own. I mean, obviously there are more serious yeah. things in terms of a, uh, you know, someone pit, maybe someone pitched me a story idea of hanging out with an athlete and writing something. Right. I would probably pass that one on to you. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that one either. <laughs> it's tough. Oh, it's scary. Yeah, it's scary. Okay. Anyway. Do you have any final uh, Foles Wentz thoughts? Uh, what do you think of I this? just I, – I, I think I have to give up trying to figure out Nick Foles. Of course. I don't I, – I've got nothing. Yeah. He's, he's like this – just this butterfly and you mm, can't predict butterfly. where he's going. Okay. It's, it's, he's this – Butterfly effect. Special guy and special. The, huh? the, the rules don't apply to him. Mm. I don't know, that was a very mangled metaphor. Forrest sort of, uh, you know, he harps on the same things. In his he's a, he's a, he's a, he's an agent of chaos. Okay, that's true. Yeah, you can't predict what's going to happen with them. I do think he is. He is very mentally tough, though. It, it, I mean, from last year to this year. These situations and I agree. I mean, he he all he keeps talking about sort of family and perspective, but it does feel like like if he were to lay an egg on Sunday by like Monday morning, I think he would be fine. I think that's probably <laughs> right. It's not dissimilar from like uh, even when he was coming out of college. Like one of the positives in the scouting report was that I think like he would just stand in the pocket and take these hits without any, like, ill effects shown. That's true. Um, And I think it's sort of similar. And I don't know if it's, like, 
there's not as much going on up there. Like it, like he just doesn't care as much. Um, no, I think like, he, I think he actually has evolved in terms of criticism and bad games getting to him. I don't think that was a strength for him early in I his career. I think that's true. I think that's true. But yes, in terms of just, uh, I don't know. I guess it's got to be a toughness. I mean, yeah. that throw last week of just right. getting driven into the ground. Yeah, we we have seen that a lot with him. I asked Doug Peterson about that, and he knew right away. He's, he's like, there was a game against USC. Are the, people have talked about that. Is game. that the like, game? Is that the one Chip him? Kelly talked about yeah. too? Okay, yeah, exactly. yeah. Like, I think I think Oregon might have had a game against them too, and Kelly's like, we were just you right. know nailing him on every play and, and he, he kept getting kept back right. up so uh that has been a, has been a trade of his okay i don't know all right i mean a good chance this will be his last game in an eagles uniform i mean it's like a odds yeah, are yeah. yes have you ever played odds are no. that game it's like uh, uh, i i i give you something that you don't want to do for instance i said you odds are you won't go hunting with uh, carson wentz i know that's right and you and then you have to give me a number between one in 99 and then we count down from three and if we both say the same number you have to do it sounds terrible odds are you won't pitch the eagles on the story of you going hunting with carson west sounds like something uh like 16 year olds would do at a boy girl party or something yeah okay pick a number that's another world i'm not comfortable with one to ninety nine, and if and if we wasn't uh, comfortable, if R two, <laughs> I should hope you're not currently comfortable there. It's like it sounds like a Berenstein Bears uh, party. True. All right, should I flip my burger? No, one to ninety nine. Oh, what what is the question? Odds are you won't pitch the Eagles on the story of you going hunting with Carson Wentz. And and if we say the same number, what happens? You have to do it. Okay. So pick a number. I tell you, I thought we both you say pick it. A no, you, you, know, you pick the number of the range. So do you want it to be 99? You are, that's Why wouldn't I? What, what's the benefit of me of shrinking yeah, this? A little, bit, a little bit machismo. You know. I got none of that. Because it could be something that's not that bad. I got none of that. All right, 99. So I'm, like, I'm going to count down from three, and we will say the same number. If our two numbers add up to 99, we do it again at half the value. Ready? God, this game sucks. Three, two... One seven four. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to say one. Seven. I should have. That's my favorite number. I, I mean, I was going to say one, but I thought that was the obvious one, and okay. you would say it, so it went up a little bit. All right, what's your bird to flip? I will never play that game again. My bird to flip. So my uh, brother-in-law was in town for the. How this is no, I'm not flipping a bird to flip. Yeah, jeez. He told me this story, so this person is getting a bird to flip. This he, is this is TV expert uncle. No, his brother. His brother. What's his... Uh... Uncle Muck. Okay. Okay. Is there, is there a, definitive, a defining character trait uh... that we can identify him as? I'll have to think about that. Okay. He had a secret Santa at work. Okay. The max was $25. Okay, so everyone spend $25, do what you need to do, uh, get the person a gift person who got him got a gift card how much would should you get for the gift card when oh, the max man. is 25 dollars i mean you should get 25 you could get 20 i think that's reasonable i don't know that that's reasonable the person got 15 what is that uh-huh. i don't think you can get 25 if the max is 25 
and you're getting a gift card, you have to get 25. What are you accomplishing by getting 20? You disagree? It's just an easier... Eh, I guess. Trend, like if you happen to have cash on you or something like 15 that. 15 is unacceptable. 15 is, that is unacceptable. Yeah. What was the gift card to? Well, that was the other thing. He said <laughs> it was nothing easy. She's like, you had, you had to, you'll get an email. You have to like sign up for it. was like one of those credit card gift cards that you can oh, spend anywhere. That's bad. Uh, yeah. So I feel like a well, bird to flip. That's pretty weak. I mean, if the max, you know, if you're with high rollers and the max is like 100, then fine. But I don't know. 25 is pretty reasonable. Then if you're willing to participate in the Secret Santa, just get the 25. That's probably right. Okay. Yeah, he's a gift card uncle. <laughs> Maybe he's a gift card uncle. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. I guess let's get to the Crystal Bald Eagle. Oh, baby. You going first or am I? You're going first. I guess you got to tell us what, what do you think is going to happen in, in both games. Yeah, well, I'm already How, on. How, the... How's this whole thing playing out? Okay. So I think the Eagles will go to Washington. I think Washington will basically be mailing it in. You know, Josh Johnson may make a couple plays here and there. Guy's playing for his career. That's true. Maybe they get something on special teams. Maybe they get a sack fumble. I don't know. The thing is that you have to remember is that what they put on tape in this game, Mm. the whole league is going to see. And, I mean, Washington gets paid too. They get paid, and the eye in the sky don't lie. That's true. So... If they're loafing, the whole league's going to know it. Never want to have regrets. They're auditioning not just for Washington, there is but something for all that, other 31 yeah. teams. There is something that got left on the cutting room floor. Uh, Ertz said that a like turning point for him at Stanford was when Steve Wisniewski, Stefan Wisniewski's uncle, talked to the team about his career. And, I mean, it kind of was what I was just talking about, not having regrets and that kind of mm. thing. But uh, he said he's just, like, never forgotten that speech, and it just made him, like, he said he didn't didn't drink, he didn't go to parties. He was just like, I don't want to, you know, draft time or whatever rolls around and think, you know, if I wasn't, uh, you know, if I would have just done this instead of gone to that part. So he was just, like, kind of paranoid and laser-focused about it. And so uh, who knew? Steve Wisniewski had a big impact on that. I also meant to thank you. Okay. I got the food in there you for you. You finally got the food in there oh, for yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Had to. Blackened chicken mm. salad. Yeah. Loved it. I was, I was, I was like <laughs> it was so... just ha- for you. I was so happy. Legit. I thought maybe you were going to even take it out of the story and just you had it in there for the draft for me, but it was no, very I don't, awesome. That's dangerous. That is dangerous. Okay, so I think the Eagles will move the ball. I think Nick Foles will play well again. Usual characters, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz. Defense, I think it'll be okay. Give up some plays, but you know, won't be shut down. I think the Eagles will win that game, thirty-one to twenty, scoring thirty points for the third straight week in a row, mm. cementing them as a, a team that potentially nobody wants to play. I think that uh, in Minnesota, I think it's going to be a close game. I think they'll scoreboard watch. I think Nick Mullins is going to do some damage in that Niners-Rams game. You know, I think they're going to keep that game close enough where the Bears have to continue playing, guys. I think it comes down to the end. Bears have the ball. Anthony Miller makes a huge grab. Oh, Anthony Miller, your boy. 
putting them into you, field goal. You have notes on this? You, are you no, I'm, no, those are my okay. I just thought of the Miller. I was like, how can I make okay. it dramatic with something <laughs> that relates to me with the Bears? <laughs> so Anthony Miller makes a catch, puts them into field goal range. They line up. Bears kick a game-winning field Cody goal. Cody Parkey. 20 to 17. We're going to Chi-Town next wow. weekend, baby. Wow. I'm not betting against Nikki Franchise. Okay. Okay. Good for you. I think it's going to be a topsy-turvy afternoon. Mm. I think the Eagles are going to struggle in the beginning of this game. Um, I think they are maybe uh, in some ways looking past this game. I know we are. That's true. <laughs> I think they'll fall behind early. Josh Johnson, playing for his life, running for his life. He's going to make a few plays. Uh, meanwhile, Niners are keeping it close. Bears and Vikings are playing a low-scoring game. And, you know, then Nick Foles is going to settle in. Defense is going to settle in. The Eagles will start to take control of the game, but it'll still be close. Then the Rams are going to pull away, and the Bears are going to uh, pull Mr. Biscuit Mm. and Khalil Mack. Okay. But the game's still close. Oh, baby. Eagles are still locked in a tighter game than most people expect. But I think they are going to win this game 27-24. Oh, wow. Very close. On a, we'll call it a game-winning touchdown by Darren Sproles. Up in Minnesota, it is, the Vikings are going to be ahead, but Chase Daniels trying to bring bring the Bears back. Anthony Miller is a factor, mm-hmm. and the Bears are down four points in the red zone at the end of the game. Ball in Chase Daniels' hands. And he fumbles it. And the Vikings win. And the Eagles do not go to the playoffs. Mm. Chase Daniel, once again, comes back to to haunt the Eagles. Not that I guess he haunted them that much in the first place, just money-wise. Haunted Jeffrey Lurie's bank account. (laughs) (laughs) Money terribly spent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I just... uh, Not feeling it. I think Kirk Cousins is. You can't th- go against them. Huh? I think I think uh, Mighty Kirk is gonna is gonna save his his Turtle Melvin performance for the playoffs. But nobody will be happier than me if he if he if he does it this week. Now we should mention there there is a potentially fun scenario where root root for very few penalties in the Eagles game. And a lot of runs and root for the opposite in the Vikings-Bears game because it would be fun, as we've discussed, if we're able to be in the locker room yes. doing post-game interviews as, as that Vikings-Bears oh, yeah, game. Root for an overtime win for the, yeah. for the Bears. Yeah, it would be fun to see the reactions of the Eagles players if that were to happen. The other scenario, which doesn't really affect the Eagles, but it's say, say Washington is blowing out the Eagles yeah. and the Vikings can rest their guys. That's sure. 
That would be something. Be a way to end a year. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. There you have Nasty it. Nasty Nate Sunfeld. Maybe he's a factor in this game. Revenge game. As I said, yeah. Maybe he throws a touchdown and then does the Baker Mayfield to Hugh Jackson. He does that to uh, <laughs> that Jay Gruden. That would be fantastic. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk to you uh, late Sunday evening. Are you getting sad? This may have been our last uh, Friday game preview pot of the year. Year two. It's a little sad. I know you're not you're not capable of those emotions, but yeah, I'm I'm not really familiar with. No, I just use the word. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, either way, sudden, we'll still have yeah. the Ospreys. They've got the Ospreys to look forward to. We'll be talking playoffs. Oh, we got lots to talk about. Or I'll just say no thanks. No, I'll see. You I'm gonna, I will. I will. I will show up at your house. I will knock on your door. <laughs> okay. I'm going to knock on the door of every house in media. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, good luck to everybody on Sunday. Get some sleep. Rest up for what is sure to be a frenzied late afternoon. I do actually love this type of uh, scenario, though. It's fun. Where you have to scoreboard watch, and yeah, I do enjoy it. Let me, tell you, let me ask you this. If the Eagles make the playoffs, mm-hmm. is your ex, what, 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 uh, go on the record as what time they will play mm. the following week. So you've got it would be let's let's say that it's Eagles Bears okay and then Seahawks. Can you pull Cowboys. up some NFL standings so I know the uh, AFC matchups? AFC matchups are likely to be Cowboys Seahawks feels like it's a that's the Sunday Saturday. afternoon. Oh, and really? I was it Saturday night. Well, don't they do the one conference back to back like Saturday night and Sunday early? I don't think they always. They don't do, do that. that. Okay. I don't think they always do that. <clears throat> you don't think that's a Saturday night? No, I think the Sunday afternoon, late afternoon, is the prime time. Is the is the why showcase game? Is that true? I believe that's right. All right, what do you got? For I it? believe the I believe the order of importance is Sunday at four. Why is Sunday that more important one, than Saturday? Saturday night? Why? That because that's when people are watching football anyway. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a TV. I think if the Eagles make the playoffs, they're playing in Chicago on Saturday night. Really? Yeah. It's going to be freezing. I see. I feel like they'll get an afternoon game. I feel like they'll either get the... All right, so we'll have Eagles-Bears. We would have Cowboys-Seahawks. Then you're probably looking at... (laughs) You're probably looking... Right now, you'd be looking at, like, Houston... Oh. Houston against Indianapolis. Oh, that's Saturday afternoon. first game. That's okay, the first so game that's Saturday. a lock. And what's the other And then the other one would likely Ravens? be... Uh, if they win? Yeah, Ravens-Chargers. Oh. Another rematch. That's Sunday at 1 o'clock. But that's... Is that going to be... Oh, yeah, because that'll be in Baltimore? Yeah. Ooh, making the Chargers play at 10 a.m. Their local time? You get an extra day. I guess those two could be flipped. All right, so the NFC... It could also be, you know, uh, theoretically it could be Pittsburgh or it could be... uh, It's possible the Patriots fall to the three Mm, seeds. I feel like it's much different if it's Pittsburgh. Or or Patriots. Steelers-Chargers feels like a Sunday 4.30 to me. No. Cowboys-Seahawks is going to be... No, Cowboys Seahawks is going to be Saturday night. No. You asked me to go on the record. Don't tell me what I'm going to (laughs) say. I will say that the Eagles Bears are going to be Sunday at one. Sunday at one. That doesn't make any sense. Why? You just uh, all right. 
Fine. You don't know who I think is going to win in the AFC. <laughs> Okay, who's going to win in the AFC? I think he could have a Steelers-Chargers game. I think that's got some nice 430 juice. I know the Chargers don't have a fan base, but the Steelers do. Yeah, but you think the, you think the Ravens are going to lose on, on Sunday? Mm, you're betting against uh, your Who boy they Freddie Kitchens? Baker oh, Mayfield. That's right, that's right. That really should be the that, night game. I know, but they can't make it the night game. because Because if the Steelers lose earlier in the day, there's mm. Ravens fit everybody. Oh, okay, all right. All right, um, so you think the Eagles are going to be, what did you say, Sunday 4.30? No, Saturday night. If they if the Eagles make no, the playoffs, no, they'll be playing happening. Saturday night. You don't want to be playing in the coldest venue at 8 o'clock on Saturday night. Why not? That's great TV. It's freezing. And that's that might be good for the Eagles. Wow. Yeah, their great run game and defense. What are you crazy? Nick Foles' mental toughness no, against Mr. Biscay. No, doesn't he do poor? Doesn't he do what's his oh, cold yeah, weather? I guess thing? that's right. He does have the big hands, right? He's got those big hands. Not as big as Alex Cyphers, but okay. All right, so we'll see. We'll do a little uh, pasta fisios on that. What okay. did I say? Sunday at one. You said, said Sunday at one. Saturday at eight. There's no way it's Sunday at one. And you said Saturday at eight. So if it's one of the other ones, what do we do? Buy pasta fisios and hand them out to the if needy? It's, if it's uh, Saturday afternoon, we'll buy pasta fisios for Rich Hoffman. And if it's, Wait, uh, what? And if it's, uh, How does he get in on this? He's been on the show before. And if it's Sunday uh, at 4.30, we'll buy pasta fisios for Coach Flynn. No, how about Our this? Our two most frequent guests. Right, so you'd rather have them than uh, help out men and women of Philadelphia who... Don't have a meal. Okay. That helps you sleep at night. <laughs> you don't know that Coach Flynn has a meal. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> he texts me whenever he goes to Wall or Taco Bell. I know he has a meal. All right. All right. All right, fine. We'll get we'll, <laughs> if we're both wrong. If we're both wrong. The potties can guilt like none other. It's I'm, been passed down by you. generation. I'm guilting you. If we're both wrong, we do both. Rich and someone else on the streets of Philadelphia gets a hoagie. Right. Or Coach Flynn and someone else gets a hoagie. Okay. Okay. They can do with that hoagie what they choose. If it's up to them if they want to also donate that hoagie. Oh, pressure's on them now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I guess you'll be buying pasta fisios in South Philly and driving down to Villanova <laughs> to Coach Flynn's office and giving him. I'm going to put, put that okay. bad boy in the mail. Okay. <laughs> you got to think about what hoagie travels best. Mm. Does defense travel? Do hoagies travel? Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, lots on the line on Sunday. We'll find out if uh, if Nick Foles can not only get it done, but uh, has the juice with the man upstairs to get it done in Minneapolis as well. Mm. He owns that city. I forgot about that angle of it. That's a good point. Yeah. When Nick Foles wants something good to happen at uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, something good happens at U.S. Bank Stadium. Small sample size, but all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you late on Sunday. And as always, we love you.